What's up, Salty Dogs Nation? Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. I hope it blesses you. I hope it helps you. Maybe if you're in a place of discontentment, I just want to say uh, right out of the gate, though, we experienced a little bit of audio issue this time around recording. Actually, didn't get a feed to my computer, so we had to pull the Facebook Live feed. And when we switch between our two camera angles, the audio goes silent for just a second. So you're going to hear it go silent for a moment and then it's going to come back on. There's not really anything we can do about that to fill in those blanks. And so just know that there's nothing wrong with your uh, connection. It is the podcast audio. And so thank you guys so much for being patient with this episode. The content's really great. Stick it through those little pauses. Uh, They're not too long, uh, but it is uh, somewhat interrupting. And so we hope you guys are blessed uh, despite the technical difficulties. So thanks again for listening to the Salty Dogs podcast. Enjoy the episode. Chris, how about you start us off today? Well, I don't even know how to. How do I start this? <laughs> What's up, everybody? What's going welcome on? back. Welcome back to the Salty Dogs Podcast. This is are you welcoming three. me back? Yeah, I sure. I wasn't here last. I'm time. welcoming welcoming you back. Yeah, welcome back, Casey. Yeah, there we go. Casey wasn't here last time, so we missed you. It was probably we missed you a lot. Podcast that was ever. <laughs> I mean, I didn't. I didn't want to say that, but it, yeah. it was. Yeah. It yeah. Was, Oops, it was. Sorry, Chris. It's okay. But it was it was actually less about you not being here and more about Jeff and Nick being here. Yeah. yeah. So those well, you guys, guys are, are all you know you know full time ministry dudes, so they probably had a lot more said now. So. <laughs> I missed the joke. I was looking at my. Phone. No, it wasn't a joke. It was, I was being for real, but whatever. What were you joking about? I was joking. We're being for real about? No, for real. Yeah. Uh, so here's no, what I just, need you to do in the future. If you're joking about something, you'd be like, nah, I'm just joking. Or you can but wink. If, but if you're for real about something, just go, nah, for real, for real. I'm pretty sure I do that already. Or for you real, can say, real? on the real. Yeah. On the real, yo. Totes. No. It's yep. good. Casey's back. Mm-hmm. Christopher's here. I'm here. Can I say something? Can I share something? Absolutely. Yep, so this week, I, yesterday, no, when was it? Tuesday. Monday. The start of this week, I had somebody back in to my car, and and that was that was not fun. So I had to deal I had to deal with that whole, whole ordeal. I took Sterling, my son, to oh they backed into to it. preschool. Yeah, so they backed it up on you. They, <laughs> they did. Backed it in, and I, and yeah. I wasn't even. <laughs> they, yeah, there was there was glass shed and and metal bent. They and, put their rear really? on you. Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. They she's this mom. She, they put their, She must have been going ham. Yeah, she First, was. guys, will you raise your right hands for me? Do you swear? To go ham, whole ham, and nothing but the ham. So help you God. On this episode I and do. every episode. Yes, we shall go ham. <laughs> and for all of you out there in Facebook land and, and podcast land, uh, ham means hard as a mug or hard as do, a... Do we got any mugs? There's no mugs. Right. Nope. But I do have a styrofoam cup of coffee. Well, Anyways, I, before I, I was... promise to go as hard as a styrofoam <laughs> cup of coffee on this episode. What yeah. if I go as hard as the spirit takes me? Is that mm. a level? Can we do that? <sighs> Jesus, that a, Juke. Okay. You would. Jesus. But anyways, right, anyways, serious now. anyways <laughs> uh, it was a great, it was cordial. We were very nice to each other. She was super nice. And I tried to be Jesus in the flesh mm. in a really hard situation. It was, it was all right. It was good. Insurance got it. It's going to be all covered. So you're good then. I'm good. I just mm. wanted to share a little piece of my life. Hmm. It's a rough well, life, folks. We'll just leave it up to the listeners to let us know if they actually give a crap about you telling about your life. <laughs> Oh, All right, I'm just gonna dump wow. this hot coffee on Sorry. my face. <laughs> I just I just backed my proverbial 
bumper into your car just you can now. Go <laughs> repent. Sir. I'm just kidding. No, I think Sweet. people care. Yeah, I think that's the first time we've ever given any kind of insight into our own lives on this podcast. I think so it's thank nice. you I for think, breaking I think the people ice. People appreciate it. Mm. You icebreaker, you. Yeah. But yeah. what about what about salt breakers? Don't we have some salt this week? We do have some salt. Pass right? it. It's now time for our Pass the Salt segment on the Salty Dogs podcast. Mm. Right. So this week... Salt this ham. That's... <laughs> Be nice, Zach. You Him- do care about my life. Himalayan salt. Yeah. So uh, Kellen Smith hit us up on Facebook, and he, he left our first Facebook review. How about that? And so he says, heck yeah, I recommend Salty Dogs. <laughs> probably one of heck the yes. best... Probably one of the best podcasts ever. They hit some of the heavy questions no one wants to talk about in the church. 100% recommend. Oh, and the banter is next level. <laughs> That's nice. exactly what I brought. I brought banter. You it was did. my life. Right. Right. Yeah. Mm. I, we went hard in the banter paint this morning. Yeah. <laughs> this morning, this evening. This evening. I'm yeah. such a preacher at heart. Like, yeah. I, I, everybody welcome to everything the- Everything is yeah, morning tea for you. morning, right. Yeah, exactly. No, that's- Sweet. It's good stuff. So, um, our- topic for today's episode comes from one of our listeners and so let me just let's just put this out there we're going to get it all the way up front saltydogspodcast.com um, we have all sorts of things you can do on our website you can find out how to be a patron on our patreon account patreon.com slash saltydogspodcast and we just need to give a, a shout out to our, our patrons we have some yeah. new patrons yeah we have new patrons. I don't know that we've uh, given a shout out to Sarah yet, but Sarah in San Antonio, what up, what up? Uh, we also have Joe Clausen, right? Is that how you say his last yeah, name? Yeah, Joe Clausen. I love Joe. I, I'm just going to pronounce it Clausen, and then he's going to get upset, but it'll be fine. No, he, Joe would never be upset at okay. you Okay, so Joe Clausen, he's in Kansas City, right? Kind mm-hmm. of? Casey, Casey Moe. Uh-huh. Um, of course, I'm going to forget one. Michael Boatman. Mm. Michael Boatman just jumped classic, on board. Classic Michael Boatman. Classic, classic Michael Boatman. Boatman. Really just clutch. <laughs> Classic Boatman. Clutch, man. <laughs> He's got super rosy cheeks right he now. You better. And you you forgot to wish rosy cheeks to Kellen Smith, so we Kellen, need to rewind I'm, it. I'm sorry. Kellen. Bro. Yeah. Rosy, rosy cheeks, man. Abound. 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 May the rosy cheeks abound from the heavens above. <laughs> the Lord will give you rosy cheeks. and. <laughs> All you have to do is ask. That's right. He'll he'll give him without partiality. Mm, no so, partiality. So what, is, so what does that salty go to do- when, when people salty support dogs us? com. Okay, listen. Stop interrupting. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, you can send us emails. You can contact us. We actually have a Google Voice number, and you can text us. And so we actually get some texts from time to time from people. Just saying what's I'm not up. On and, that. Yeah, I, I get them. I share with you guys. Oh, through, that comes the, through the email? Well, it's through email, but okay. also oh. through text. Yeah, I see what you're so, saying. So okay. I send you that stuff. And then um, we have a survey. And so that's what I was getting at. If you go to our website, there's a place where you can take our survey. And that's actually where you can uh, let us know how you found the podcast. Let us know your favorite episodes. And then uh, I always ask the question, like, do you have any topic suggestions? And so we have a list of probably like 20, 22, 23 yeah. topics. And our last two episodes, we've pulled the topics from. Yep. And so you guys want to give some input on what you want us to talk about. Got to give the people what they want, man. That's right. The people have spoken. And so today's topic is going to be uh, called how to deal with discontentment with the current state of the church. It's a heavy topic, man. Whoa. It's, it's, it's Whoa. no joke. Yeah. So let's back up one more time. You asked, what does it go to when people give to Patreon? 
Number one, we aren't lining our pockets. Uh, but number two, we are lining our gear. Mm. Our, our table. <laughs> we are lining our table. And so all of this is made possible by, number one, the Source Wichita, yeah. our, our home ministry, but also, number two, our patrons and those who give. And uh, and so microphones, cables, signs, wallpaper, I mean, just everything that's here, um, the ability to I just switched cameras. I'm so excited about that. He loves that. Giving you he big gets cheese. so so. Happy. Uh, just all of that happens when uh, when people give, and so. And it enhances now, the experience for you guys. And, right. Uh, it's all. You know, it's all for you. It's and, for you guys. And for me here. too, because I love playing with all this stuff. Yes, he does. So, but, um, yeah. So, what do you guys think about this topic? Uh, I, well, I've, I've I've felt it in my inside. You know what I mean? Because really cut you to the core, Baxter. Well, you know, uh, for a long time, and uh, I wasn't necessarily scared of the topic it was just that uh, I've no I I know that I had the tendency you know I had to really repent of some things um well I always have to repent of things yeah. <laughs> but one of the things that I had to repent of was you know uh throwing on my wife beater and beating around the bride of Christ you know what I mean uh, no aim no I'm love sorry. That, yep. and uh <laughs> But you used a funny analogy on a serious topic. <laughs> well, well I, I, I just had a tendency to be really uh, kind of, you know, just just not – it wasn't done out of love. It was just like all, you know, regurgit, just spewing just hate and discontent, man. Yeah. And, um, as, I, as I grew older and, you know, physically, not mentally, but – uh, just as I grew older, man, I just started realizing some of the, you know, the, wow, wow, you know, well, how hard I went, you know. Let, I mean? Let's yeah. talk about season one, Casey, versus season three, Casey, right? I'm, I'll just give you a little bit of feedback right here, right now on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Constructive. There were some people who weren't happy with your tone in season one. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. There's a lot of people that aren't happy with my tone. But is that a, is that necessarily a bad thing? I don't thing? think it's a bad thing. I mean, it's... It's like you. There are some things that he say that are he says that are absolutely right, but it's kind of like the way you said them. Um, but it doesn't mean that what you said wasn't true. It just means that some people were put off by your tone. Yeah. But I'm a hard some, man to handle, dude. Ask my wife. Sometimes. Yeah. You know. It's a boy Casey wild. Yeah. He wild. I am. Yeah. So there. So in the past, you've had some discontentment toward the church, and you've uh, essentially gone ham. Yeah. Ham on the church, right? Yeah. Like. I did, and uh, but I was excited, um, you know, uh, leading up to this, getting to talk about this topic, and really, because I think I think it's that's common for, I mean, everybody almost, yeah. and, you know, within there's just something, you know what I mean? Every you can't really put your finger on it, you can't really put a voice or like you know a words yeah. to it, but there's just something, man, that you know, just it, it it's not like working or no no know. yeah yeah no i like, i'm dude i totally i totally resonate with what you're saying and I, i'm probably going to use that that's like one of the words i use a lot resonate i really res- just want to resonate it's resonate i say resignate I it's a new do. it's a different <laughs> that's it's like resigning different already it's, it's a different re- level of of intimacy i, re- I resign from that statement <laughs> <laughs> but but no i can i can 100 relate to what you're saying because i think there was a point in my faith where it's almost like the rose-colored glasses came off and and it wasn't necessarily the 
necessarily the bride of Christ, you know, like the, yeah. the church, but more, more so issues that I had with church leadership yeah. who ultimately is, is guiding, directing and steering the body of Christ. And so I find myself in, or I found myself in, and oftentimes do find myself in a position to where it's easy for me to get salty. It's yeah. easy for me to, to, we, we use the phrase, get on one and just go on this tangent to where we're, yeah. we're, you know, basically bashing the bride of Christ because we don't feel so I, I've been there and I am still there. Yeah. Well, it's a, it's a, um, it's a careful road to walk, right? You kind of have to tiptoe, um, around it because here's the thing, like I, as far as tone is concerned, going back to that, yeah. it, Casey, you're just a passionate person. And when I get passionate about things, I tend to get loud and my, my voice goes up an octave, so to speak. And my wife, when I get excited like that, will say, you're being really loud right now. And I'm saying, I'm being passionate, <laughs> right? Like you're yelling, nobody's yelling, yeah. you know, but, um, I think sometimes we get passionate about things and, and it seems like emotion and feeling get behind it, but I think that's okay. Um, and so, uh, obviously I think we're all guilty in some way, shape or form of, of experiencing some discontentment with the current state of church and um, expressing that in a way that is unconstructive and critical versus yeah. constructive and, yeah. and encouraging or like, you know, it's, it's like a doctor giving a patient cancer, uh, giving a patient cancer, giving them news of cancer. Yeah. Like you have to reveal the disease. You have to talk about the sickness in order for there to be a prognosis so that we figure out, okay, how do we move forward? Um, and so um, let's kind of back up a little bit and, uh, and you know, I always wonder about the intention of the question that the people are giving. So there's, yeah. they're saying, uh, how do you deal with discontentment with the current state of church? Well, that's um, subjective. You know it's what I mean? subjective. It's a subjective question. So maybe let's kind of figure out what we think let's that might be. Put a frame mean. to yeah, it. Yeah, put a yeah. frame on it. Like, where do we think that might be coming from? Obviously, they're discontent in probably, some way, shape, or form. Probably right? some church hurt. You church know what hurt. I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Leadership, like you were talking about, people get leadership. People I mean, get pissed off at leadership. All I mean, people time, ask, people ask questions for for with for. I mean, they want their answers. They want answers to those questions. So they ask a question. So definitely it's coming from experience, which could be anything from I was in ministry uh, a long time ago or I currently am or I, you know, uh, this this pastor or this deacon or this elder or this other person in the church, they hurt me. And But I think it comes from a place of hurt um, yeah. or, or maybe even, I mean, here's a, maybe not necessarily from a, per, a place of hurt all the time, but there's a pursuit of knowledge sometimes that can yeah. take you to a place a pride. to where arrogance and pride gets and that in the was, way. And that was my problem too, man. Yeah. Cause I thought I had it all figured out, man. You know, yeah. and like I keep, I hate keep bringing this up, but I, even after like teen challenge, I was always doing study and study and study and study and study. And then when I came back, it was just, you know, I just, it was just what I had pride me. That was me being yeah. prideful and arrogant, man. And the more, you know, that unravels of me, you know, so. Yeah. I mean, it's easy. And then the conversation almost always goes to, oh, well, this, you know, this isn't the church we see in Acts 2 and, and this isn't, you know. That's always the fallback, bro. Yeah. And, and so we, that that's normally where the conversation kind of goes, yeah. well, we see this and we see this and we see that. And so it's easy to then get in this place of, of pride and arrogance and I know what's best. And here's my interpretation of what the word of God is saying and, and. And then projecting that on, onto other people, other leaders, other pastors, and then not being happy that things aren't going our way. Right. right. I was going to say, tip, sometimes it has to do with leadership and how people in power, authority, 
kind of misuse that or um, aren't open to hearing the concerns of the yeah. flock or people, whatever it is. And, and I mean, I've been in that position too where busy, yeah, know. too busy, whatever it is. Um, people, yeah, it's, it's dealing with people, but, um, I wonder if discontentment with the current state of church, um, maybe has a little bit to do with an expression of the body. Yeah. So like a gathering or an organized group of people who are trying to program discipleship and youth group and home groups and that, right? So there's some, I think pro- that could be a vein of it. Yeah. Programming that goes on behind it. And they're just saying like, you know, it, it could be people or it could just be lack of fulfillment. Like I don't feel like I'm being fulfilled. I spend an hour every week at church on a Sunday morning and I sit in a seat silent without a voice. And mm. then I listen to a man or a woman or somebody tell me their interpretation of scripture, what they think truth is, their version, yeah. whatever it is. And I sit here and listen. And I, you know, I, I've said this before. I've, I've listened to the sermons. I've been to the conferences. I've worshiped. I've fallen on my face. I've prayed the prayer. I cried the tears. I've fasted. I, I've done all these things. I listen to podcasts. I watch sermons on YouTube, right? I've subscribed to the email. I've checked yes. I've raised my hand. Man, you're, I, like, I like the direction you're heading down. Okay, good. And so I've done all of these things, but still um, there's a part of me that feels unfulfilled yeah. in, in some ways. You know what's really interesting though is that is there's there comes this discontentment too to when you're being told by a leader or other believer that those are the things you're supposed to do. So they say, "Hey, here are your steps. Take these steps. And if you take these steps, you're going to end up in a place of fulfillment. You're going to end up in a place where your life is being radically changed. And if we can just be honest for one second, I mean, in many churches, the four big things that they ask you to do is we want you to, to join a group. We want you to serve. We want you to give. And we want you to, you know, one other thing. I don't know. Attend our, our, our membership class. Okay, so these are the four big things you're supposed to do. You can take those steps within six months. And I think that what ends up happening is, is you see a lot of believers that jump in, they take these steps, they extend trust to someone who's telling them something, and then when they don't see that life change, it, it, it's kind of like, well, I thought there I was did more. Thing, right. I, that, did, I did everything you asked. That's, that's the statement. Like, I feel like there's more. Yeah, and... Um, you know, I think it's kind of in some ways on the leadership or that, that specific expression of church, you know, telling you this is where you're going to be, you know, we, we all know that this is a really, really long road, you know, and I think uh, it's immaturity to project on two people, you know, that you'll be in a certain place if you do these certain things. But I also think it's, it's an immature thing for, you know, even early believers that, you know, that, I mean, and I'm not saying life change doesn't happen like in a, in the drop of a hat, you know, and, but ultimately, I mean, for my experience and the experience of a lot of people I know is it takes a really long time because it's, it's rebirth, it's regeneration, and then it's growth from there. You don't just start off as a, as a yeah. big healthy tree it takes time to grow and i think we get antsy um uh about chill out mr antsy pants yeah i think we just get a little antsy and maybe the discontentment is just because you know or we have an expectation you know what i mean and when that expectation isn't meant it, or met it causes a discontentment and i think we just get impatient right, right so you know? so we talked about this in marriage group um but there are 
unrealistic expectations, there are unspoken expectations, and there are unmet expectations. Yeah. Some expectations are reasonable. Yeah. Some are unreasonable. Some are impossible to eat to meet. Sometimes we put a set of expectations on people that the moment we've done that, we've already set them up for failure. And so just in that vein of discontentment. Ooh, that's a good. Right. Yeah. Have you by your well, expectations already set the church up for failure because they're never going to so. meet what you want in the first place. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's uh, good. And that could be. And there's also, you know, expectations that don't get met because the church doesn't meet them. And I think that's, you know, or hasn't met them or what do you think some of those might be? Ooh, I don't, Ugh. Ah. Ah, ew, yucky. Oh, man, I, I just, like, I, like, like we were talking about, um, Dude, I can't. I don't know. That's a good question. I can't even answer it. What was your question? What are some of the things? What are the, that some you... of the things that we could that 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 just aren't getting met by by the church? I think discipleship, uh, true, like really, really close discipleship. I think a lot of times gets a, you know they don't really get the the workout they need. You know, on the yeah. discipleship front. Yeah. Um, I don't. Uh, here, I oh I would agree. Well, I I mean. We're, we're, we're going to, we're lack of, lack of, lack of, I, I don't know. Cause sometimes you go to a church and how are you doing, bro? Oh, good. And they just walk right by, you yeah. know what I mean? Or they have to have a spe- specific team of, you know, greeters because well, why didn't your body do it? And I'm not saying anything against greeters, you know, cause there's a, there's a place for that and there's a calling for that. But like, I just, I, sometimes it's impersonal, right? And, uh, it can be anyway. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think a big thing for people is from stage we i mean this this happens in most churches around the world or at least in america it's probably something that's said and and maybe not happening as well but we promise people and we tell them like you're going to come here and you're going to have community and and there's going to be this awesome family like we're a family we're going to do life together that phrase do life is one of the most common things it's it's one of the most common promises made in the church and one of the least followed up on we're going right. to yeah. do life with you and by do life with you we mean come join this group and and do life with them right we, so it's it's one of those well you just made a good point then because not it's not always people putting unrealistic expectations on the church it's the church giving people an expectation and making promises that they don't follow through with and it and it's probably a little bit of both well yeah yeah and yeah, I mean, it's, it's case by case, like yeah. nothing that we're saying is, is blanket statement, right? It's, yeah. I mean, it just depends. Again, it, it has everything to do with your context. Like we're, we're, I mean, let's just talk about the bride of Christ for one, the body of Christ, which is Jesus's ecclesia that he has built. Um, the Lord added to their number daily, right? That so he's the, the Lord, head of, he's too. the head of yeah. it. So he's, the, he's the head, he's the groom. He loves us. He died for us. He's building the church. He's holding it together. He's leading it by his spirit. That church exists globally, right? right? Or you, you can, um, what's that, that creed? Is it the Nicene Creed um, where it says uh, the universal church yeah. or the Catholic, the Catholic church, church, right? So the yeah. word Catholic meaning universal. But not Catholic in the sense of Exactly. Yeah, so we, we're thinking about all believers through all time. Um, all over the face of the earth. So every one of us, we exist in our own context. And so when we say the church, it's hard to have a viewpoint of the global church. We're really just talking about our context and our experience. And so essentially we're discontent with our experience 
which um, with that particular expression, which means that you might you might actually exactly. be in the wrong place. You know what I mean? Because and that's the because thing. yeah, because and I and you know I went to the doctor today. Uh, you know for. And so the surgeon, he was a real cool guy, and he, he like sat me down and showed me all these pictures, and he was explaining the the, com- the complexity of how a shoulder works and everything, and what he did, how he did. And I was just thinking about this this morning. I was like, man, like every part of the body does a specific thing. Yes, it, it has does. a very specific part, man. And so it was just, and so for something like it's, so it is, this is a broad question or a broad, uh, you know, the topic very is very broad, very broad. For, for a very complex issue, you know, um, because the body ultimately has many, many, many different parts and not all of them do the same thing, you know what I mean? And they're there to fulfill a certain purpose. Right. Exactly. And I think that, that you might be misplaced, you know what I mean? And I, and I'm not saying shop for churches, you know what I mean? I think you really ought to pray about that and, you know, and, and to go into these different places. But, um, you know, that could be one of them too, discontentment right there. You're just in the wrong expression or the wrong part of the body. It that That's a, I presented last night this topic to our marriage group. And then uh, my wife called me this morning and we talked a little bit about this. And that's exactly what she brought up. And she was talking about this so passionately. I was like, why are you not coming on this episode? Right. <laughs> but uh, she was like, well, you can say these things. And I'm like, well, I did. yeah, right. So she just said, look, I think one of the points of discontentment stems from um, different parts of the body, not recognizing that um, the other parts of the body are just as important, even if they don't function exactly the way that you function. Exactly. And so we've, I think we've talked about this before and I, and I've said this in this way before, like we got to, we got to quit asking elbows to be shoulders and, and feet to be knees. Right. Yeah. Because typically if, leaders of organizations, leaders, pastors of churches, they have a vision and they're passionate and they're charismatic and they have a gifting. Maybe they're evangelistic and maybe they're a really great teacher. So you got teacher evangelists. They're just like bringing the word and then, you know, they want people to come to know Christ. Well, from that, they're going to typically, and it's easy to fall into this trap that they're going to lead through the lens of teaching and evangelism. So they're going to want to take what God has done in their life with their giftings and try and help that happen in other people's lives. Yeah. It's good intent. It's good intention, but wrong application. It's forgetting that maybe those people are elbows and maybe you're a knee. Mm. And so for a knee to try and reproduce an elbow, you see what I'm saying? And so what we have happening also, we were talking about, um, Henry, uh, he's 12. And the other day he was talking about knee transplants or not, excuse me, uh, <laughs> lung transplants. Sorry, not knee transplants. How much can I sell my lung for dad? But he was talking about how, um, you know, uh, people will, their bodies will reject organs. Hmm. And one of the things my wife and I were talking about this morning is that the body is sick because it's rejecting other parts of the body as though it's a foreign object and we're not seeing each other as the body. So I look at you hmm. and you like to speak in tongues and you like to really teach the word and dig in deep. And this person likes to, to sit in, in a room for three hours and meditate and worship. And so we're like, no mysticism, no charismatic, no truth only. Yeah. And we're all rejecting yeah. each other. Hmm. And so then That's the body's good. rejecting itself. Hmm. And so I think that all ties back to maybe 
the discontentment stems from being in the wrong context. Yeah. You're somebody you really, you want to teach or you want to be in relationship. Maybe you have a shepherd heart and a gift of mercy, but you're over here with the church that's saying we need to reach the lost and we need to go on missions and we need to do this, this and that. And so you're just like, but I don't feel called to do that. But then yeah. that's what they hammer down all the just time. Just get on. plugged in, bro. Right here, right now. You know Did what you mean? fill out well, your connect I, card? Right. No, but I'm still well, high. I plug, said get plugged in. You connect know what I mean? I'm still drinking card. every, 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 you know, day. But I, no, just get plugged in. Yeah, know? right. Anyway, are you in a group? Yeah. Well, no. Well, then you can't say anything. Connect. Mm. You know what? Yeah. Really sure. But well, that's like, well, they're not even in a group, and they don't tie. So I don't know what their problem is. <laughs> Why have you still not filled out your connect card? <laughs> hey, uh, that was really profound about one of the things that um, you know the source does, and I'm not you know not the plug for the source, but uh, honestly, when you, when things started shifting and it became. Uh, an equipping ministry, right? To find first of all what your call, what what your you know your identity is, and which is in Christ, obviously, but like your giftings, your calling, and then supporting you until you find where you're supposed to be, rather than just trying to take. Oh, give me, give me all the, give me all the body parts, man. Yeah. I want them all right here, right now. You know, <laughs> we we set out three buckets, and we say, well, you you'll fit in one of those buckets. Well, what if there's 30 buckets and you've only provided three? Mm. Yeah. yeah. You know, my dad one time, I was telling, we used to do this thing called the exchange. Um, and we would, we would I come together. That. It was it was I a like, good season. Yeah. It, it was a good season. It, it went well for a little while. Um, until it didn't. Until it didn't, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But people would come to this and really what we would do is we would sit around a table and we'd present a question. Essentially what we were doing was a, pod, a group podcast without recording it and sending it out, right? We're discussing things. And I remember we talked about some subject one night and there was a woman who came to, to the exchange and, uh, she like was really fed is what she said. She was like, Oh my gosh, I got so much out of tonight. She was like, I feel like I haven't, um, gotten something from church or the gathering in in so long. She was like, this was so good for me. And I told my dad and, uh, my dad said, well, it's because she was hungry for steak and you were serving steak. She's been going to a place that's only been serving bread and Mm. the bread's not fulfilling anymore. And I was like, it's true. Certain churches and context have a a bend, right? They function a certain way. They teach a certain thing. And sometimes the discontentment stems from you just outgrowing or out maturing that body or that group of people or that, um, uh, who who was it? It was, um, who was the guy that came and did disciples made? Brian Phipps. Brian Phipps. He said, or maybe it was Joe. One of them said, we aged out of the model. It was Brian, Mm -hmm. yeah. Brian said, yeah, "Yeah, we aged out of that model. And I thought, that's a really good way to put it. And let me just say this about being discontent. Um, Sometimes it's easy to feel like you're being prideful and arrogant when you're experiencing some sort of discontentment because then you'll convince yourself or you'll say, well, don't say that because that's just being prideful and arrogant or who are you to think that you know it all and that you know better than the pastor, you know better than the leaders of this church and that kind of thing, you know? And so you're afraid to say anything or you don't want to rock the boat. You don't want to ask questions because you're too afraid that they're going to look at you and be like, well, what a prideful Christian or what an arrogant, you know, what do you know about church planning? You, you know, like they'll pull that kind of card. Your church plants only 30 30 people. What do you know about church planting? <laughs> right. 
<laughs> you know, what's really interesting, I had this I had this analogy come to mind when you were talking about, you know, this this idea of of graduating or maybe even maturing out of a thing. And there's this tendency to look back um, from where you came from. And it's like, oh, yeah, that place is a starter church. They're a baby church. You know, I was there for for two years and and that's where I got saved. But, man, you know what? They just they're serving the same old thing. And it's easy to look at that and look down on that, but that's where you got your start. Yeah. And God's definitely doing a work there. And if you continue with this analogy, you go, it's not like when you're, when you were once a first grader and now you're a junior in high school, you don't look at the first grader and go, stupid first grader, why aren't you in, why aren't you a junior in high school? <laughs> wow, you, what an idiot. You don't do that. You, he's a first grader. Like he, he's doing his thing. <laughs> you don't, you don't, you don't question him and try to get him to be something that he's not. Right. I've, I've said this before as believers, I think I said this the last episode. I'll say it again. Um, as believers, it's not my job to get you to meet the standard of my walk and, and my level or my process of sanctification, like the, my level of maturity and understanding. It's not my job to try and get you to achieve my level of growth or experience. I can encourage you by it, but I shouldn't put it on you as law that you need to live up to this or else you're less than, or I'm yeah. better than. Yeah. Um, and as a Christian, it's not your job to try and attain my level, what you think or perceive my level of right. maturity is that's religion, right? You're trying to attain and work, work towards something. Um, so just like you're saying, yeah, we can't put those expectations on people. And I think one of the things that maybe the church has done wrong is that we put out these blanket expectations on people. The, the thing about shepherds is that shepherds will lead a flock but when they bring them into the sheepfold, they count them one by one and they inspect each sheep before they go through the gate to make sure that they don't have any like bugs or any kind of wounds or if they're sick or anything like that. And if they are, they take them to the side and they care for them. And so it's they can lead a flock as one, but they care individually for the sheep. And I think oftentimes you're trying to like blanket lead this massive group of people and we're not inspecting them individually. Well, you know, what's really interesting though, is you even look about, I'm going to share the tricks of pastor. Do it. The, the deep secrets of pastor. <laughs> it's like, it's like those magicians that get on there, you know, it's yeah. like tabooed for a magician. to reveal Actually, the card was here the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Better put a mask on, Chris, before you start revealing the tricks of pastor. But it's really interesting. You'll, there's this, there's this. There's this sizing up that happens when you go, well, you just want to know how big someone's church is. Like when you're talking to someone, you're like, how many guys ask? How many you running? Oh, pastor. Oh, really? How many you running? How many you running? Yeah. And then if you're, if you're, What's the name of your if you're running, you know, a thousand people and they're running 100 people, there's this, and, and it's happened to me. There's this thing that falls over. You're like, I'm more experienced than them. I have information and wisdom to impart on them, blah, 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 blah. And they're down here and I'm up here. And so we tend to look like, that happens and, and it's not a good thing. It's it's not okay. But then what will happen is too, we'll look at their giftings and we'll go, oh, well, that guy's a shepherd. Mm. He's just a shepherd. That poor guy. Like, it's okay. He's got a church of a hundred. He or she's a shepherd. They're, just, they're in there. They're doing the good work of the Lord, but we're over here blazing the trail and we're being, <laughs> you know, we're being as, as cutting edge as we can. And and I'm not knocking shepherd and I'm not knocking cutting edge. What I'm saying is, is that th there's this level to where we place them on and we go, oh, well, that guy's a shepherd. And then the shepherds will look at, at someone who's more apost apost 
Apostolic. Apostolic. Thank you, Jason. Someone who is more apostolically gifted and will go, well, they don't care about people. All they care about is numbers. When really, no, I'm pretty sure that that person that is apostolically gifted does care about people. Their mind just works a different way. And so this is when we, we've looked at one another and we've turned on one another and rejected others' giftings if they don't look the same as ours. It's judgment. Mm. Is what it is. And I think... Judge not lest you be judged. Right. I say it. But, uh, I totally messed that one up. But like, so, I mean, I think the key to discontentment or one of them, one of the keys to discontentment is, uh, unity, obviously. And I think to be unified, we need to understand that, that every, that every part is different. Every expression is different, but we're all the same organism. We're all the same of the same body, you know? And I think that judgment is one of those killers of unity. And, um, you know, for me, I was thinking about this on the ride up here and, uh, man, I used to be, even without being like. I don't know. I was just judgmental, man. And I, and I, and the, you know, with, with the measure that you use, so it should be measured Measure back to you. you. And, uh, I had a lot of stuff going wrong in my life. And I just, I don't know. I really just kind of realized, man, that, you know, that's, that's the measure, man. Cause it's a spiritual law, man. You know, um, it'll be measured back to you. But I think that, uh, I really do believe that, um, judgment of other, of another person or even a church. Cause I was really judgmental on the church too. And, uh, I just think that that kills unity, and I think that um, when we when we when we align our mind right with Christ, and uh, we understand that everybody's different, every church is different, but we're all part of, of the same the same whole. It it encourages, I I think, uh, a unity, and I think that that's if the body's not uni- unified, it ain't going nowhere. Dude. Yeah, so, absolutely. So okay, so what do what does a person do if they're feeling discontentment? Like, obviously, should they feel, should they feel shame for discontentment? Should they, should they feel motivated to take action? Should they <clears throat> keep that hidden? Should they tell their pastor? Should I mean, what, what does someone do? Because I think at one yeah. point or another in our faith, I got this. We're all going to feel some form of discontentment. Take it away. Right. So, this is where, um, one, typically, what we want to do when we have discontentment is we want, um, what's the word, uh, solidarity. And so we'll typically, um, talk to somebody that we know or love and, uh, try and get them to agree with us. Right. Or, um, like I'm going to come to you and say, man, I'm, I'm really struggling with this. And I think it's fine that you have people in your life that you can go to and talk to about these kinds of things. Um, that's a healthy thing, right. To share that with other people. Um, too often it can turn into a bash session and we know much about those you and i that's and actually one of my you and i my just raining gifts. down hate and discontent <laughs> what is that spiritual gift i mean it's not from above church bashing spiritual gift spiritual of church gift. bashing oh my gosh <laughs> sheepbeaters.com sheepbeaterschurch.com do, do you remember when we were trying to name the that was one of the names that was yeah. sheepbeaters.com sheepbeaterschurch.com it was not good we did not go that direction <laughs> no well what happens is we want solidarity so we go and talk to people but there's actually some scripture that I think is really great to help us deal with this. So there is the the scripture that says, "For the word of God is living and active; it's sharper than any double-edged sword. Um, it cuts to dividing bone and marrow, um, even soul and spirit. So it divides yeah. soul and spirit. And uh, so um, it says it judges the thoughts and the attitudes of our heart. And I've talked about this, but I'm going to talk about it again, obviously. So. The word of God is living and active. It judges the thoughts and the attitudes of our heart. And so it 
judges what we're thinking and it judges where our heart is, right? For man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord judges the heart. And so we can, in our relationship with God, go to him with our discontentment, bring it to him and him being the, he knows our heart. He knows what we need even before we ask it. Um, he can judge those things for us. Yeah. So when you're discontent, you can bring that to him and say, God, am I, am I seeing it wrong? And sometimes he might correct you and say, yeah, you have a, you have a bad attitude towards this, or you're seeing through your flesh, not through the spirit, maybe change the way you think, maybe repent, maybe, you know, say, I'm going to stop being judgmental, whatever to show mercy, show grace, show kindness. Um, or he can say, absolutely. I, I see that that's a problem. And so then he can counsel you. The Holy Spirit's the counselor, right? Then he can counsel you and how to respond to people, which will always, and we'll end up here on this podcast, but we're, if we're responding Christ-like, we will always respond with a fruit of the spirit, um, or the fruit of the spirit, which is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, self, selflessness, right. And yeah. or self-control, right. So, um, we're, the, the spirit in us will always move us to respond with patience and kindness and mercy and grace and love. So it's okay to be angry. It's okay to be discontent, right? In your anger, don't sin. We can be discontent, but we have to make sure that we're, we're staying away from sinning um, when we're discontent. So what are some of the traps of discontentment then? What, rephrase that. It's a trap. So you said in your in your anger, don't sin. What are some of the sins that can come from discontentment? Oh, well, pride pride and arrogance. Um, well, what's the opposite of the fruit of the Spirit? Judgment. Right. Well, the, the works of the flesh are obvious. Mm. Discord, envy, dissension, dissension jealousy, enemies, rage, fits of rage, sanction, enmity, or sanction. Uh, yeah, but not uh, what sanction? I don't is know. It, not it sanctions. If I had to pick, probably the one that I think is the most common. I mean, I think it would be gossip. It, when you start to look at discontentment, and and it goes back to your point earlier about, well, when you're feeling discontentment, you're going to go to someone else and you're going to say, "Hey, here's what I'm feeling." You're going to try to win them over, and and what better way to win someone over than than presenting what you are feeling or what you heard about so and so or what you heard about what was voted in the in the church board meeting or whatever whatever and oh can you believe they're going to go this direction and nothing's even been set in stone and and I know that it's been easy for me in the past to go down that path yeah. to go man you know what I'm frustrated about this and I'm frustrated about what that person did and and I need to talk to someone about it and and I think that that's one of the most common forms or th- sins that comes from discontentment is is gossip in in justifying it because it's how I feel and what they're doing is wrong in 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 our judgment of perception of what is wrong we then do wrong. Yeah, I've talked about this before. Just because you're right doesn't give you a license to be a jerk, right? Or a poopy. <laughs> you can be discontent, but don't be a poopy head. Let's get off of we that. Just t- we just took a just took a turn. I'm so sorry. We just took a left turn here. I don't know. Hey, let's. So Sharon says, um, evaluate the why. Why am I discontent? What exactly am I looking for or expecting? Is there something I can do different? Really, just to, and and that is judging your judging your thoughts, 
that right. yeah basically doing what you just said going to god yeah really lord yeah, just, you help me figure this out because my thoughts are clouded right now right yeah and especially when you're starting to feel anger like i notice when i'm getting really pissed off about something i notice when you do too i notice <laughs> whatever <laughs> So I notice when I, when I start to be a jerk about something and I'll have to stop and say, God, I'm like hateful in my heart right now. Yeah. You know, man. like I recognize that in myself and so I have to take it to him. Just so raging. I think just being a, yeah, rage against the machine. Um, I thought that was about government. Apparently it's about the organized church. <laughs> mm. yeah. Dang. But, um, yeah, for sure. Uh, Sharon says, yeah, essentially judge their why ask, why am I? Um, discontent. And there's that. There's that word expect. Like expecting expectations. What are your expectations? Because when we have expectations and we want them to be met, when they're not met, we we get mad. It's like when my son Sterling says, "Hey, Dad, I want pretzels," and I give him I give him goldfish. Actually, I'll give you one better: Cheez-Its and goldfish. They're essentially pretty close to the same thing. But if I they tell different st- flavor, they, 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 they're, they're pretty close. If I say Sterling says I want goldfish and I give him Cheez Its, he's gonna throw a fit. Well, maybe he he's has gonna a ref- lose his mind. Maybe he has a refined palate. <laughs> he might. He might just. <laughs> you just need that, to that skipped it. me. That yeah. whole gene mm. skipped me. But if his expectations didn't resonate with my palate, Dad. <laughs> right. If his, yeah, right. If his expectations are off, he's going to react accordingly, and unfortunately, I mean, he's going to act in a way that I haven't led him to respond and react. And so, in some ways, I'm looking at myself, going, "Man, my son is responding in this way. Now, how do I respond to him?" So, is it a sign of immaturity? One could be a sign of immaturity it could be a sign of, of there's i think there's a big difference between not being or being discontent and not being fulfilled you know what i mean mm-hmm. i don't think that those two are not one in the same i don't let's explore that a little bit yeah i i just I, I think that. discontentment is like we were talking about expectations but then you know the lord the lord feeds his sheep i mean if if you're not getting fed i think there's a you know if you're not getting fed you're starving i don't think that's yeah. dis i think you're discontented but like i think starving and being discontent are two separate things because yeah. i think that when you're when you're really not being fed you're honestly really not being fed but i think that it's it's really easy to to uh be discontent just like you were saying just because i'm not right. getting what i want and there's a big i think there's a big difference so kind of deciphering or discerning between those two uh and i just wanted to say that i don't i don't know pose that question is it it makes total sense again it goes back to judging the thoughts and the attitude of your heart it may just be that you're really hungry right so it's like if you've ever been hangry and then you then you have an attitude that's a spiritual gift of mine too what's that um is it is it the Snickers? Or Blessed are those who hanger and thirst after righteousness. Who hanger? I mean, I, I hanger and thirst after tacos and soda. Tacos, tacos are delicious. What is that? Uh, there's a meme or something that says, I'm sorry for what I said when I was hangry. hangry yeah. Right. It's my life and, motto. And so, again, it's a symptom. It could be a symptom of something deeper. There you go. And you really have to get under under the surface and figure out, okay, what's going on here? Right. And, uh, again, it can be a, a number of different things. Um it could be that your expectation of the expression of church that should be happening in your current context isn't, you know, it's not what you think it should be. And so you're discontent there. Well, seriously, good luck changing the direction of that ship. Yeah. You know, it, or maybe you're just discontent in all areas. Expression of your own discontent. Are you that person? I used to be. Tell us more. I was discontent in my life, and, and so now therefore, he's not. Yeah, no, I mean, end of story, Jason. Well, I mean, but I'm not. You know, whereas whereas I used to be discontent, and I was like expressing that, 
Yeah. Like really probably vocally, negative, very vocally, vocally yeah. negative, in a really negative way. I'm discontent, but it's causing me to search a little bit deeper. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like, it's like creating a, you know, like a depth, you know, to explore rather than to exploit. And so like when I'm, you know, I, Jason was saying, man, my tone back in the day, I mean, well, not back in the day. I'm still, you know, I just, last week. Right. But like harnessing that and rather and just kind of controlling it, you know, and so I'm, I'm, I'm approaching it different. So I'm still discontent in some areas about the, the state of the church, but I think there's a lack of understanding on my part about the bigger picture. I don't understand the whole thing, man. And I think that that kind of helped me when I was like, okay, man, I don't know what's going on. I don't that's, know what's best. I don't know how to, you know, I, and I don't. So. That's wise. And where did that come from? Dude, um, Dog, Lord. Did you have anyone Lord. in your life that checked you on that? Or do you feel like that was something? No, because I knew everything. Compared, you know, yeah. like, I okay, thought okay, I did anyway. You. You're yeah. not going to check me on that. I think, dude, honestly. You had a response and a scripture and an argument and, I don't, a, and man, a something. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, honestly. And that's the way that it was, man. And I don't know, man. God changed my heart through a series of uh, circumstances, and he's continuing to do that. And uh, it's really mellowing me out, man, chilling me out. And I think I just, and reading like, especially in like Proverbs, man, where it's talking about just people that are talking all the time, dude, like there's something to be said. And I've been in, and I've been exploring contemplation in the desert fathers and things like that lately. And, uh, and trying not to really just be throwing up all over people, man, but kind of retain that. And there's this, you know, there was this saying by one of the the desert fathers is like, you know, uh, the eyes and the ears are in like, you know, things are going in the mouth is going, is like, is like allowing things to escape. And it's talking about, it's talking about the fire within you. And when you're all, when that door is always open, the fire within you is like your all your heat that inner heat that spiritual heat is is flowing from from out of you you know and if it's always open <laughs> you know so sometimes it's good to just shut it you know and uh, I, that's where I had been at and, and shut your uh, fire hole yeah shut your fire hole and uh, but you know that, to answer your question about where did that come from or how did how did I come to that man and uh, it's just man just really thinking about it not just reacting I think we just I think sure. we have a tendency to like just. Right really react you know we're really reaction heavy and and rather than just kind of thinking about it and and um you know laying that out and unpacking it you know up a good point she says our experiences in life calls us to have expectations in any relationship if we don't evaluate them and share with the people we are in relationship with we can tend to build up resentment and discontentment it's a matter of openness and communication so the key word there for me um, is evaluate. And so I think it has to do with evaluating, right? So how do we deal with our discontentment? If we have any, with the current state of church, whatever that means for your context and for you start with, start with evaluating, think about it, sit down, quiet yourself, pray, meditate, and think about it, man. So I have, I have a question. I know posed this topic. It's kind of sounds like the capital C church. But I mean, really, when we look at the church as a whole outside of America, it's thriving, it's flourishing. There's got, I mean, there's awesome, great things happening. I'm not saying that's not happening in America, but is this, should we lean into a little bit how someone handles specific discontentment with their specific church? Because I don't, I don't know how many people think about the capital C church on a larger scale. I'm sure some people do, but most people, when they are coming from a state of discontentment, again, it's their personal experiences right. and where they're at right it's then. Their so should we context. explore that a little bit? And what are some of the most common discontentments? Well, I, I think we've kind of touched on 
some of that already, that it's probably the expression or it's probably some of the leadership or it's unmet expectations with the promises that are made. Um, but I think some of some of the points of discontentment, and this is where we certainly want our uh, live viewers to kind of chime in, is what, yeah, what are some of the points of discontentment? I think all sorts of things. Um, I think some superficial. I think some that aren't essential. But then I also think there are some that are essential. Right. And, um, and really, I think what it boils down to is we have to be careful that we're not falling into um, trying to, uh, what's the word? trying to force our preferences onto an expression. Right. Right. So it's the age old argument or the age old discussion of, should we sing hymns or should we have contemporary worship? You know, right. Should we, uh, right. Right. Yeah. Should we sing how great thou art? It's preference. Or should we sing Bethel or Hillsong or, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah it turns into preference. And so maybe, and, and somebody said this in our Facebook group, speaking of which you wanted to touch on that. So yeah. let's just take a break and talk about the Facebook group. Yeah. So really, if, I mean, if you're somebody who's been finding yourself and you're like, man, I like, I like this, I like these three guys. I like what they talk about. I like, it has you know, nothing to do with them liking us. No, yes, it does. Okay. It has everything to do <laughs> with them right. liking us. Well, if they like what, if they like, if you like, if what it hinges you, on whether or not they like me, we're screwed. If, screwed. if you <laughs> like what's coming in your ear holes, then you can definitely go somewhere where your eye holes can get filled too. And that's the Salty Dogs Podcast Christian group. <laughs> Jason's losing it over here. If you're listening to the podcast, the Dog House, Dog House, her, her. and yeah. so, it's, yeah. and so <laughs> it's called the Dog House. <laughs> That too. But man, let me just, let me no give some, con- dogs. let me yeah. give some context to this. You know, we have a Facebook page and you may ask, well, why do you have a Facebook page? And then why do you have a group? The Facebook page is to, is to basically promote, here's what's going on. It's the kind of, it's the, okay, I'm going to use this example. The Facebook group, the Facebook group is the front lawn of the Salty Dogs podcast. And the, Facebook the page, the Facebook is the front page, lawn. the Facebook page is the front lawn and the Facebook the group, cur- the curb appeal, the Facebook it's group the is the living room. It's the living room. The, the Facebook living group room. is the living room where you come in, you have conversation. And so what we're trying to do is we're trying to build this community where people can yeah. come. They can talk about the topics that we have. They can bring up other things. They can request topics. They can tell us how wrong we are. Yeah, they, yes. You can. Yeah, I mean, and there's, there, there's, there's bound here. to be some of that that's going to happen that's going to say, hey, Chris, you gave that analogy, and I thought that that was terrible, and I 100% disagree with you, and that's okay. Chris, my eye holes are burning. <laughs> well, you need to close them. Get some eye drops. <laughs> but but that's that's the hope that's the purpose and here's the cool thing too is that I mean we bring stuff to the group and we wanted to get some insight like hey we're going to be talking about this topic tonight you know do you want you know, would you give us some feedback? And so people shared some of their personal discontentment with church. And so we've been able to kind of take that, kind of read some of that and then bring some of that to the table. And so if you're somebody who wants to be a part of that community, man, we'll drop that in the show notes and the podcast. And then if you're watching on Facebook live, we'll link that. And then you can join um, and jump in the conversation. The hope is that everyone would be able to come in and basically sit in the living room and have a conversation in the dog house. Yeah, you make sure you link that. Yeah, link it. No, I can do that. I'll do that. Well, back from our, a word from our sponsor. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So in the Facebook group, we did ask the question like, hey, what are some points of discontentment? And uh, somebody brought up worship as performance rather than Don't even get me started on that, dude. Oh, snap. Do you want to get on one? I can't. Casey, do you want to bring salt? No, I don't. Okay, he doesn't want to get on one. This is no, your- I, it's a deep seat because that's a real. I think man is there's this need for 
an amazing band and like you know just shredding good face melting guitar solos and all this stuff and there's something to be said man like but i mean i don't know man and i still don't know where i stand with all that stuff anymore now i was like go ahead tell that story about that that morning you were leading worship at the source and you couldn't even lead anymore you're like i can't even do this do you remember this yeah when you were when you're with me right yeah, it was yeah. me, you, and Jill. I think we were playing. Yeah, we were playing, and uh, I felt I had felt, you know, not expectation from the church, but expectation on myself. You know what I mean? And uh, this need to <clears throat> make sure that I was practiced and rehearsed or whatever. And I was still going stuff, going through stuff in my personal life, man. Yeah. And I don't know. I we were playing and playing, and I just stopped, and I said, "Dude, I can't." can't do this anymore and then we all wept yeah and then the whole church you know well, it was just let, it was crazy just paint, so let's paint the scenario number one the source is not this like huge congregation no okay? it's not yeah. they have a, However, they have a, a, a so-so average but teacher could you, could you imagine let's just paint the picture <laughs> christopher i'm just kidding goose okay so um let's just paint the picture let's say you're you're in a worship experience 9 30 and 11 a.m. on Sunday mornings. You're in your worship experience. They're going through their three songs. One really hype song to welcome everybody to church this morning. We're so excited you're here. And then song number two, it kind of mellows out a little bit. And then song number three, everybody's raising their hands and singing. Uh, Oceans how is a good one. He loves us. Oh, how, right. So th- that whole thing. Well, let's just say you get into song number two, and all of a sudden, the worship leader with his 14 piece band, um, timed through, uh, what's that? What's the, um, church planning church oh, planning, planning, planning center. center yeah. planning okay. Center. Planning your service and planning center. You got it all. And you got the out. click tracks going to click track because you can't get off. Right. You got this, you got the time right there <laughs> going because God forbid we go three minutes over. Yeah. Um, so right in the middle of that worship leader stops and does what you do. What do you think would be the consequences of that? I don't know. Being a part of a large congregation like that. How do you think people will respond? I mean, there's they definitely going to be a conversation. At, at at the minimum, there's going to be a conversation. That's oh, well, had. the first-time guests are never coming back. Yeah. Because they've – well, they've already made their decision within the first three minutes of being on your at your location. But, yeah. You know. I don't. That's a good question because I just broke down. I started crying too, everybody. And then we but just why? Left. Yeah, tell us why man or I was discontent with the way things were and I so I did I cried out to God I mean that's what I did you know I was discontented so you're saying in in your point of brokenness you turned to the only place that you knew you could <laughs> who gave you permission to do that Casey yeah I, well, yeah. I had to cut my sermon short because you went over that yeah. gun it he yeah. spent he had just been working on it all night before yeah yeah but that's what pastors do it was, but that to me was, hours it, prep. you know, that to me was a moment of like just real clarity and, and truth, man, you know, and, and just kind of, cause we have a tendency, like we're, like we're talking about to just, to just keep on rolling and keep on going by the standard or by the, the format, you know what I mean? And, and those kind of things, man. But that was just a moment of real truth, dude. And I think, and I'm not saying cause of me, I'm just saying because there was, it was just truth there. Everybody like shifted their folk, oh, it totally and, and just shifted. the whole thing shifted, man. And, and we weren't even playing music and people were weeping, you know, and it's just like, so 
What well, there were no there were no underlying soft synth pads no, no. creating the mood for exactly. people to really it, connect. That's conducive I, for you I to really like, start crying. I do like synth. Though. I do like. I, a mean, good I do synth. too. Yeah, yeah, so do really. Yeah, I mean, not, you know, yeah. yeah. But yeah. Um, it was such an interesting morning, though, and it really cracked it wide open for me too, yeah. because you did that. I had freedom to break out of the mold that I was in. Yeah. But I don't think I think part of the discontentment stems from we don't know what to do to change the way things right. are or right. even to change the way we are. Right. You know, and so it's a little bit more deep seated than that. I think discontentment comes from feeling stuck. Um, and it's certainly, again, that statement, that's such a true statement that people people will say is there's got to be more than this. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. part of that's part of the reason we started think, salty dogs. And too, so, yeah, right? and so the discontented with our with ourselves, especially like we were talking about. You know, once you start reading the Bible and doing these things, and sometimes, man, I, I don't know when we have when we have an unhealthy expectation of what God's going to do, or we try to put our, you know, we try to have that to to see what our, what our vision we want our vision to be whatever it is, or we have this vision and it just doesn't turn out that way. I don't know, man. I, and I got really, you know me, man, I, I used to get really, really hard down on myself, man, because I felt that I wasn't doing this right. Yeah. You know what I mean? And there's a standard. And yeah. And I was judging myself. And, and it's not a standard like, that God was, put on you. Right. Exactly. And so it's just this, man, it just started snowballing and snowballing. And then, the, you know, I'm discontent with the church and I'm discontent so with everything. Unreal. So it started with an unreal expectation and on you, on, on me. But I didn't, you know, I, I don't know if that's stemming from where I grew up in church because I was a Nazarene, you know what I mean? And and uh, so it's kind of a little stricter, you know what I mean? But like, yeah. where do those things come from? Where are those those expectations that are laid? And a lot of it's lies from the enemy, you know what I mean? And we believe that. And But it just snowballed, man. It snowballed and snowballed and snowballed, you know, because yeah. I, I wasn't meeting that. No, <laughs> you no, know? dude, I, I 100% resonate. Jason, I don't know if, if it would be cool that if I can explain a little bit of the discontentment that um, Go for it. And so I was a part of, oh, I still am a part of a church plant um, that started in, uh, and I don't even know if we would even still go by the phrase church, the name church plant, but we started in 2017, started hosting services in 2018. We set out with this mission to be different. You know, we had kind of formed as a church out of discontentment. We were tired of the model that was yeah. Sunday focused. We wanted to do something Sick different. <laughs> yeah, we, no, really. And dude, I had walked away. I mean, I hadn't walked away from Jesus, but I had said, you know what? I'm never working at a church again. I'm not, I'm not doing it. And then here comes a guy who would become one of my best friends, Zach. He comes along. Cass, hi, Zach. Ca- hi, hi, Zach. Hi, Zach. Hello. Yeah. Who doesn't want to hear from me now? Jerk. I'm talking about you. Whoa. And so, <laughs> and so he comes along and he presents this vision. And I'm going, yes, yes. Everything that you're saying, a church that's a family worship that isn't about uh, you know what what style it is but all that matters is that people are led to the throne of God to worship I mean yeah. th- this this deeper thing that was feeling like something that was missing anyways we set out to accomplish that but we used the cookie cutter church model of <laughs> to try and accomplish it yeah you you buy the banners you raise the money you get the support you church host the box the you, hurt, you, you, hurt, water. you host the launch team meeting you buy the donuts you build the band you do all that i mean it's a formula if, if, you're, if you're not familiar with that there, there's a formula oh, a to church planning and so you know that was something that that had happened and so we set out to be different living water church and what ended up happening in that process is that we became exactly the same mm. We became exactly the same, and I'll never forget it when there was a time that me, Zach, and, and a woman named Amy, we were standing around. It was right before service, and it was just gloomy. 
it's not like attendance was down. It's not like anything was off, but we walked, we all walked by each other and we started talking 10 minutes before service. And we were like, what, what are we doing? We're literally just, there's, it feels like we're here and we're having this party for Jesus and Jesus isn't here. Oh, snap. Because we are, we're, we're, all this effort is, it's so Sunday focused. And so all of this is happening. And, and, and I'll never forget it. Amy ended up saying, you know, we said, we set out to do something different. And Amy looks at both of us and she goes, we set out to do something different, but we did what we knew. And we ended up and we planted a church the way that we knew how. And that conversation started the trickle effect that led us down to completely changing our model and probably doing something that that every church planning specialist in America would recommend that you not do, yeah. right? That you not make the move and the shift, that you truck it through, don't, that you find more support. Don't do that. Yeah, no, it, please don't do that. Yeah, don't do <laughs> yeah, that. No, no, you know, don't, and so, but, but luckily, man, we had some, some amazing men of God in our life and who, who we sought counsel from and they advised us. I mean, they pointed us towards Jesus and, and we saw God and what we ended up doing is in our in our moment of discontentment we ended up moving towards more of a, a missional community micro church simple church house church I mean whatever you want to call it whatever yeah. you want to call it it's an expression of church that is outside of a Sunday service and can I tell you that it's been the most freeing thing that I've ever been a part yeah. of well it's it's um it's not with the Sunday service being the main thing it, because exactly. you guys still have a service once a month to come together. Yeah. But it's not, but I hate that too. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Zach. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm joking. But, but I mean, in our source of discontentment uh, and, and here's, here's a great segue. What do you do when you feel this discontentment and God, I mean, God will, there's a hundred different things he can tell you, but I think some of the most common are you, this is an issue with you. Okay. There's an internal issue that you're dealing with and, and there's some things in your heart that I want to address Yeah, or, Hey, I'm going to call you to go down this different path. And for us, it was definitely this, yeah. we're calling you to go down a different path. Um, but how do you handle that? I mean, uh, to, the, to the person who God says, stay, be a part of this. I mean, how do you process that? And to the person where God says, go, I'm calling you to do something new. Yeah, I think or different, maybe not necessarily. Both new. are going to happen because I know that there's people who, in the past, have um, been experiencing discontentment in their in their context of church, the, that expression of church, and they have said, uh, "I would leave if God told me I could go ahead and leave." And really, they're trying to keep an open heart to say, okay, Lord, I'm going to do what you want me to do because I want to make sure, again, it's checking their motives. I want to make sure I'm not doing this because it's me and this, that, and the other or whatever. And so they're listening to the Lord. And so if you you have that kind of tight relationship with the Lord and he's told you to stay somewhere, I I think you stay. I mean, I think it's safe to say you listen to the Lord. Um, and there's ways to discern that there's ways to ask people to help, help you pray, like to hear from the Lord on that. Um, but what I was going to say for you guys, like, I thought you were going to say it was really scary. I know it's probably exciting, but just, there's that, there's that thing. (laughs) There's the unknown, right? You don't know what's going to happen. Well, nobody does it this way. Or, you know, uh, they, (laughs) people tell you not to do it that way, or, uh, you're going to fail or people are going to leave or whatever it is. And I'm just here to say like, Number one, um, to like be a, to be a church, like there are people who have a thought process behind what they think an actual church is. And they will look at what you go and do 
in your ministry and your expression and they will say, well, that's not actually a church. Well, do you guys have membership? Well, do you guys take communion every week? Well, do you, do you preach exposit, expository preaching going through each week? And they'll ask you these questions and then they'll say, well, that's actually not a church biblically or whatever. Uh, number one. And then I will laugh in their face. Yeah, number one, who made you the authority on all things? Yeah, Jesus said he would build his church. There's going to be different expressions. So what I was going to say is like – I have heard people say, don't plant a church because you're, ups- because you're upset where you're at and just go plant a church so that you are starting something that's completely different from where you're at. Uh, no, go ahead. Yeah, that's what I'm going to well, say. Because it won't fit, it won't fit the, well, the program or it won't fit, you know, it won't fit what, what everybody else is doing, man. Like, I, I don't know. No, I just, right. It, but here's what I'm saying is that if the Lord gives you a vision. If he puts something in your heart, like, here's the thing, go do it. Ministries look different. The Lord, Paul, in the beginning of all of his, his books, what does he say? To the Ephesians, to the Colossians, to the Romans, to the Corinthians, an apostle of the Lord Jesus Christ, um, right? Uh, called by him, Uh, And so he gives this intro and he gives his credibility because he's saying, I've been called by the Lord and I'm apostle of Christ appointed by him to preach the good news. Right. And he says to our father, all glory to our father in heaven. So anyways, essentially what Paul is doing is he's saying, look, the Lord appointed me to do this. Yeah. Now, religious Bible, heavy, doctrinally, doctrinal, theological, Whatever you want to call them, yeah. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to say anything mean, but they will say, "Well, actually, you know, to be an apostle, this, this, and that, and the other." And Good. well, and, actually, and Paul and Paul is accredited by God, and so if you're saying that God called you and that you're an apostle, well, you're off because apostles died. I mean, there's just all this stuff that people are going to say. Look. The Lord is the ultimate authority. Jesus said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go, go make disciples of all nations, baptize them, teach them to obey everything I've commanded and I'll be with you. And so if Christ is with you and he has commanded you to go and do something, you do it. And you don't let man tell you that that's not God talking to you. Like you will only answer to God. Can you imagine answering to God and saying, God says, why didn't you do what I told you to do? Well, because that one guy said that it actually wasn't you speaking to me. And he was just like, well, why'd you listen to him and not to me? Right. Like, so what I'm saying is I'm trying to give you the freedom to in your discontentment, if you've evaluated it, if you feel like there's a, a new way or a different way that things need to be done, a different expression, a different expression, and you want to rally people around that vision and that dream, and it turns into a simple church or a parachurch or a house church or a coffee church or a backyard church or a fire pit church or whatever the heck it turns into. Just as lit- long as it's not a mega church. <laughs> lit- let let it <laughs> dude let it turn into that uh, like don't let anybody discredit what the lord has put in your heart like don't let anybody say oh well that's not really a ministry or what denomination are you with or did you go to bible school or where's your certificate or where's your who's your your sending church or who's funding you or did you have a did you have an assessment are you getting funding like all those questions those are good intention questions but um the thing is, like, cares. The, the Lord is your God, and if he says go, you go, and if he says do, you do, and don't worry about man questioning you. You yeah. know what I mean? If I could just give some encouragement to 
to the person that is discontented, discontent, discontented is in a word, discontent with their current situation, their current expression of faith that they're in, whatever, you know, church that is, and, and God tells you to stay and things don't change and things continue to go down the negative path. I don't want you to assume that God telling you to stay means that he's going to change everything and that things are going to be different and that you're going to be a part of that change. I would go into the mindset of, okay, God, what do you want to do in me? What's going on inside of me and what's going on inside of my heart that you want to change? Because I think if you posture yourself in a position of examining your own heart, you're not going to be disappointed. God's going to do a work in you. Now, there may be other things that happen later down the road, and God may use you to be a part of that change or whatever. But but I, I tend to believe that there's probably very little that you're going to be able to do to change your pastor's mind because that's God's job, and that's what God is going to do. Ooh. And he may be really, 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 really just wanting to do a work in you. Mm. Ooh. So that's a good question in evaluating like, God, what are you, what are you trying to show me? What are you wanting to do in me? Right. Cause I mean, he'll take us through the fire. He will. Um, and our, and all of our suffering is supposed to be for joy and supposed to be for good and supposed to bring about long suffering and growth. And right. I'm going to, I'm going to refine you in the fire. It's that it's the crucible of life, right? He's going to burn away all the crap. Um, and so, Here's here's what I don't want you to to hear us saying, is that if you're discontent, stay where you are. That's not what we're saying. Um, we're not also saying if you're discontent where you're at, go. Again, what we're saying is go back to the Lord and say, God, what do you want me to do? Like it has to be that. It has to be leaning on Him, and and hearing His voice, and and saying, Yeah, you got to tell me, you got to show me, Lord. Right. Right. No, I I agree one hundred percent. Yeah, He'll graft you in, man. You know what I mean. He'll put you where you're supposed to be. It takes a lot of trust, though, you know. Um, yeah. Well, long pause. <laughs> I thought Casey was going to keep going. I no. thought you were going to go off on I'm one. just thinking about what you guys so just here, said. So. so here's what I wanted to say. I took a note earlier. Um, so what we're saying, what I think I need to say to kind of bring some clarity to some things is that um, not – I don't think – it's hard to make a judgment call as to whether or not an expression of a gathering is is bad. I think that good things come out of people gathering in the name of Christ for the purpose and the cause of Christ. Right. Singing songs of worship, opening the scriptures, hopefully pointing people to Christ through the scriptures. I think all that's good. Um, but I think discontentment happens uh, – not because an experience or an expression is bad, but because it's not the fullness of what God intends for the body of Christ. Hmm. Right. And so I think that, again, it, there's a lack and we keep going back to that statement that says there's got to be something more. Right? Yeah, right. And so I think that God has an intention uh, for the church. And I, we did an episode last season um, called The Purpose of Church. And we talked about what we thought the purpose of church was. And so... Um, if you want to go back, go ahead and, and listen to that. I think we had Jordan Golden on, right? Was Jordan on that? Were you on that, Christopher? I'm not sure. Christopher wasn't on it. Huh? I'm not sure. Was it Jordan? I, I believe it was Jordan. Jordan's yeah. going to be on here pretty soon. Is he? Yeah. Are we bringing him back on? Yeah, we're going to have that episode we talked uh, about. You guys, oh, the one you episode guys that we talked did about. not ask me about Yes, we that. did. You were in the group chat. <laughs> <laughs> like I would ever say no to Jordan. You poopy head. 
So I just think that that that's a good uh, that's a good thing to really think about is that maybe it's just it it's not where you're at or what is happening is bad. It's just that it's not the fullness of maybe. And what, what if God it is bad? For it. What if where you were at is is an abusive church? Like there's been, or you know, like Westboro or something like that. You know what I mean? Like what if what if what if it is? A d- well, I think I think you might be able to discern between um, being discontent with an expression and then feeling abused by people in power. Right. Like well, I, think I, don't, that's, I don't. Yeah, that's a whole other topic that we can get on with yeah. with the mind washing, brainwashing that happens with like putting all sorts of crap on people under under the <laughs> weaponizing the Bible and under yeah. the you know the hammer of Scripture that it was never intended to be. It happens. I mean, that, there's it a doth. lot. There's it's a lot really to doth. be said about that, and I think at one point we're going to try and do a, an episode on church hurt. And just kind of really talk to some people about some of their stories and 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 see what's going on there. We'll obviously we'll talk more about that at some point in time. But um, I don't know. How do you guys feel? You think we've covered it? You think we hit it? Yeah. I mean, I think I think we did a good job of <clears throat> appropriately bashing and exhorting. <laughs> I don't the, see. I don't feel like we bashed the, the bashed oh, extortion ratio. You know, Actually, yeah. I did kind of describe a Sunday morning for the majority of churches I, I, talked, about, I talked about a junior in high school kicking and beating up a first grader. <laughs> Some form of bashing. I think ultimately, um, and uh, trust with what God's doing and where you're going to be further on down the road, because you know we were all part of a church that really. You know, we were really discontent with, yeah. you know what I mean? And we all know who it is. We're not going to say it online who care, or on air, who cares, you know, but viewing like, but like you said, that's where you got your start, right? But now I'm in a much different place, you right. know what I mean? And so that discontentment that I was feeling then actually gave me, it propelled me into yeah, where I'm at heights. now. Yeah. Exactly. So I don't think it's, you know, I, I just, it's, it's all time, man. I, I just got to look at everything through the lens of time and, and patience, man, and, and, and letting him do what he's going to do. Cause all of these things are, are working to put you to the place, you know what I mean? And we're constantly growing because where I'm at now isn't going to be where I'm at, you know, 10 years from now, whatever. Yeah. But I think and discontentment in that little short window is, you know, it's just that that's a small little window of time. And I think it's a, it's a, it's a tool, you know, and it is a tool, you know, God's using it and he will use it. He, nothing's wasted, man. That's, right. I, I mean, I love that about God. There is not, there's nothing that's ever wasted with him. And, uh, you know, but I, I think just like Jason was saying, you know, bringing it to the Lord, uh, taking it to the Lord, um, you know, evaluating like Sharon was saying right. on, online, evaluating those kind of things and just make sure that you're not just, you know, hangry or something, you know, like <laughs> uh, there's a, they're really taking a mature perspective and, and, and putting it under scripture, putting it under the word of God, putting it in the light, right? Living right. the light as I'm in the light and, uh, you know, letting them take care of it. Um, you know, yeah. The, the last thing, the only thing I would add is, is join the salty dogs podcast group. <laughs> And you will never be discontent. And you will never be discontent. <laughs> your your eye holes and your ear holes will forever be filled, and it will be great. And your um, cheeks will always be rosy. Always be- <laughs> if you are experiencing hurt, you know, or discontentment, I mean, bring it to the group and, and throw it out there and say, hey, this is what I'm going through. Does anyone have any advice? And you may get yeah, some advice that, up to people, that you 100% disagree talk with. Talk about and, it. And that's okay. You may get some good stuff, and that's okay. Not gossip um, about it, but talk about, about it. it. Yeah, yeah, talk about it. And, and I mean, the difference between gossip... Gossip, it, it's just your heart. Where's your heart positioned? Where's work? your heart at, bro? But join the STP. In the place to be. Group. Check your heart. Yeah. Yeah. 
Jason, what do you got? That's all I got. I I I want to land where Casey landed. I think the main thing is, you know, there's a scripture in Ephesians five. It says, um, "Husbands love your wife as Christ loved the church and gave Himself for it." So we're not talking about hating the body of Christ. It's okay to be discontent with an expression or a context. It's okay to be discontent where you're at, um, but ultimately, we we need to land on love and land on mercy and land on grace. Yeah. Jesus Jesus knew. The ch- the state of the church would be what it is right now. Yep. He yes. Knew what it, he knew what it would be. And he still. Um, and he loves. And still. Yeah. yeah. Right. So I mean, hundreds of years ago, a thousand years ago, you know, a hundred or a thousand years from now, forever, still forever around, before, and forever. You yeah. Know, past. yeah he, he knew he's it. He's going to love. He's going to continue to sacrifice. Just think about the amount of patience, the amount of grace that the Lord shows you on a daily basis. And then look at oodles. that oodles and oodles of grace your way. And so really take that same grace and mercy and patience that God has given you and, and just show that to the body of Christ. Mm. Um, you may have to remove yourself from a context. The Lord may be calling you to another context to be more fruitful, to mature, to grow. He might be calling you to start your own context and all of that's okay, but we ultimately have to land on love. And so there's immense patience. Christ gave himself for the church and um, so he showed his great love for us in this, that while we were sinners, he died for us. So there was no qualifier um, on our behalf for his love for us. And so continue to love people, but again, be careful that, that you're not treading into works of the flesh, yeah. but um, allowing the fruit of the spirit to manifest um, through you. Right. Right. That's what I got. Mm. All right. Well, everybody, thank you so much for listening again to the salty dogs podcast. We hope you enjoyed the episode as always uh, check out the website saltydogspodcast.com email us shoot us a text send us a message tell us your story there's a tell us your story tab and we've had some people fill that stuff out um, check out patreon.com slash salty dogs podcast and there's a way that you can support the podcast if you so choose um, search in your facebook bar uh, the salty dogs christian podcast group and join the dog host. I'm just going to do that from now on. That's Peace. a good thing. And so, uh, thank you guys so much for listening. We appreciate it. See you. See you.